Thank you for listening to this podcast by the River Family Christian Center. We pray that this message strengthens and encourages you in your walk with God. Amen. And God good, guys. Well, thank you guys so much for coming out tonight. Um, we were told this room would seat about 100 to 150. And I'm thinking, hmm, well, praise the Lord. So we're, uh, we're excited for what God's going to do. Amen? Amen. So um, I got to get started so we can be out by nine. So uh, let's go ahead and pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for tonight. Lord, we thank you for this time. God, we thank you for all that you're doing. We thank you for this first service in Marietta. Lord, it's such an honor and a privilege for us to be a part of what you want to do. So, God, we ask you to have your way. Holy Spirit, speak to us tonight that you may impart just the, the heart for what you're wanting here. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and turn to Psalm 107. As we turn to Psalm 107, I want us to go ahead and look at verse 36. And, you know, this is our first service tonight here in Marietta. This is going to be a service that we will continue with this on Thursday nights, and then after this, we will actually move, uh, after sometime mid-January, we will move to Sunday nights. But what what's happening right now is that the Lord is really establishing us as a people for what God is wanting to do here. And in Psalm, 30, Psalm 107, verse 36, it says this, it says, There He makes the hungry dwell, that they may establish a city for a dwelling place. Now, it's very important for us to understand that what it says here, that they may establish a city. And I want you to understand that as we are establishing what God wants to do, one of the things that's going to happen is when you look at establishing a city, it takes work because the establishment of the kingdom of God here in this area requires the work of the saints to begin to step on out and believe. The work comes by faith. Can you say amen? You and I have to have faith for this season ahead. As Adam said, one of the things that's going to happen is some are, some are going to feel like you want to be here during these outreaches or these services, and that's totally fine. We want you here. Some for a season, some you may decide you want to do both. However it is, we just want, it, we want what the Lord wants. But in the process, as a body, we are going to press in and believe for what we haven't seen in here in Marietta because it's new ground, it's new territory. As Adam said, we came here, has it been a year? Was it over a year? A little over a year. That we came down here once a month, I believe it was, and we were praying every, we would pray on Friday nights. And we would come and we would just intercede and we would pray. We was really trying to get the heart of the Lord for what He wanted to do here. And there were several things that began to come out of that. One of the things was about starting in a place where we would begin to see the community being built, family being built. And it's so important that we understand for God to, for God to have His saints establish a city for a dwelling place means that community has to be here. And community or family is one of the greatest things that God will do. I was on a uh, Zoom today uh, with a well-known minister, and he made a comment. He said that one of the things that's happening right now is he said he's traveled the world. It, it was John Bevere. He said he had traveled the world. He's seen thousands of churches. He's seen thousands of people in these churches. But he said the thing he looks for now is where is family at? 
And I thought that's really, really crucial because right now, that's one of the things that the Lord is doing is He's looking to see where is family, where is community at. And in the process of that, what happens in community is we establish a city for a dwelling place, a dwelling place for Him. But it goes on here. It says, And sow fields and plant vineyards, that they may yield a fruitful harvest. So to sow fields and plant vineyards, We are going to continue to sow the Word of God in this area. We are going to continue to plant the Word of God or the love of God in this area. And as we plant, one of the things that's going to happen is that we will have a fruitful harvest. We know that there is seed time and there is harvest. Right now, I want you to understand and I want you to have your faith out that right now we are in seed time. Seed time meaning we are sowing in this time. We are sowing for what the Lord wants to do. And as we are sowing, we are believing for the harvest, not only of souls, but the harvest of healings, the harvest of deliverances, the harvest of restorations, the harvest of destinies, the harvest of it all, uh, the harvest of families. We are believing God for restoration in all these areas for the Lord to be established. And so what happens is when we as a people begin to realize this, We're going to step on in and we're going to extend our faith and we're going to begin to reach forward and say, okay, Lord, we're here to really dig our heels in and plant where we're at. Does that make sense? And as we do, the Lord's going to continue to move upon us. I'll never forget. I think it was our last service, uh, our last intercessory prayer at um, the cozy kitchen at the time. And the thing that we heard, the thing that I heard was move forward, move forward. And that is what we're doing right now as we are moving forward in the things that God has for us. And as we move forward, we want to step on into the promises that God has. So the promises require faith, but we have to, and we have to see through the eyes of faith. The way we see through the eyes of faith is realizing that God wants to establish more now than He ever did before. And He wants to do it because we're at a point in time where He wants it to happen. Can you say amen? That's one of the things that has to happen. We have to realize now is the appointed time for where we're at. Now is the appointed time for what's going on. Now is the appointed time for what the Lord wants to do. So go with me to Jeremiah 29. In Jeremiah 29, in verse 5, he says this. Jeremiah is talking. It's a letter to the captives. And Jeremiah is writing to them. And I I just want to say this because this is, while he's writing it to the captives, I want us to understand there are certain keys and certain principles in here that we want to pull out right now. We want to grab a hold of right now. He says, build houses and dwell in them. Plant gardens and eat their fruit. Take wives and beget sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters to to husbands so that they may bear sons and daughters, that you may be increased there and and not diminished and seek peace of the city. Seek the peace of the city. Right now, that is what we are doing. We are here to seek the peace of the city. Now, I'm not, we're not the only ones, but we are the ones that God's called us to be here right now. So there is absolutely intention in His purpose, and there is destiny to what He is saying. So because He is saying we are, we, we are here to help and to seek peace for the city, peace is where the presence of God will rest. And so we want to see the presence of God rest here in the city. And the way that we do that is that we continually press on into His promises and we begin to pray. 
Now, I'll, I began to look at this, look some of this stuff up. If you would, if you're taking notes, just write this down with me. So we are believing for God to increase what he is doing here. But the first thing is we're believing for souls. Souls to be saved. Once souls are saved, disciples are made. Amen. So the very first thing is souls. The very second thing is disciples. And what happens after these disciples? It is that they would be a people who would carry his presence. That's what we're believing for. For souls, disciples, people who will carry his presence. And families, number four, is families to be restored. That's what we look for. So we look for this to happen here in our midst. We seek for the peace of the city. A city is never as strong as its family unit. It's only as strong as this family unit. So we are seeking peace in the city and we're seeking restoration and peace in the families. That the families be restored and that the families be established. Souls, disciples, people who will carry his presence and families to be restored. That's what we're after. That's the heart of what we do. And it goes on here. And to seek peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive and pray... Pray to the Lord for it, for it, for in its peace, you will have peace. See, we have been brought here. Can I tell you that when we give our lives to Jesus, we give our lives and become sons and daughters, right? We become sons and daughters of the Most High God. But then what happens is we become a servant or a slave to mankind. Because just as Jesus came to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many, so in the same way, this is what we will do. Praise the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, you look like a good ransom. <laughs> so we are called to give our lives as a ransom for many. So we are brought here to literally serve this city, to serve this city and be able to and be ready for what the Lord has in store for it. We are here to serve and we're here to move forward with the very purposes and plans that God has. Now, how do we know this? How do we look at this? Let's go to Nehemiah. Now, I'm going to share just a little bit in a couple weeks. I'm sure Adam will share even more on a Thursday night. But I want to look at this. Nehemiah. Anybody ever have those moments where it's like that you're pretty sure someone stole the book out of your Bible? <laughs> Nehemiah. Once I can find it. Is that right? I was looking after Revelation. <laughs> Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 1. Bill, what page is it in your Bible? I'll, I'll go. I'll go. 411. Okay, I'll go off of yours. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Nehemiah chapter 1 and verse 1. It says, These, this is the, these are the, the words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakiah. It came to pass in the month of Chislev. In the, tw in the 20th year that I was in Shushan, the citadel, that Hanani, one of the brethren, came with, them, with men from Judah. And I asked concerning the Jews who had escaped, who, who had survived the captivity, who had survived the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said to me, the survivors who are left from the captivity in the province are, in, are there in great distress and, rep and reproach. 
The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates are burned with fire. So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying there before God, before the God of heaven. Nehemiah was gripped by the result of his hometown. Nehemiah was gripped by what was actually taking place. The report that he had gotten began to really concern him. And in the same way, God wants us to understand that we want to look at where we're at. And we want to look at, okay, what's next that we are to do? And God began to, for me, began to really grip my heart uh, over a year and a half ago about, uh, about Marietta. And I had been in prayer during the mornings and I would weep over Marietta. I would begin to, just to weep over what was going on here because I would look at what was taking place. And at times we would drive in, and I'll be honest with you, I would kind of avoid Marietta because I thought this is someplace that it just, it, it really bothered me. And I thought, I don't know what we can do from here. And I thought, well, that's not where God's called us to. But I would weep over Marietta and I would just begin to, to look at different things. And I, I can remember as a teenager, as a kid, coming down to Marietta and being like, this is a cool place. Now, I was raised on a farm, so I guess you could say, well, you didn't, didn't take much to impress you. Probably not. But at that time, this was a cool place. And I can remember coming down and being like, man, this place is so good. This place is so nice. Look at all these houses and how well they're kept and how everything looks. And I began to just look at that. And then as I've gotten older, I've seen that what has happened is the enemy has continually just brought in and just ravished what was once here. And what once, was, what once took place here and how it was established early on. I can remember coming here at, the, at a time when a lot of uh, prophetic ministers, big time prophets would come in and they would have this, this uh, basically a regional wide church and they would come together and they would talk about how Marietta had destiny and Marietta had purpose. And those, those messages still took place in my heart because I thought I want to be able to see, not me personally, but I want to be able to see God's will done here. Uh, it was a desire. It was something that was so deep in my heart because I thought of all the people who had been taken out by different drugs, by different alcohol, by different situations or scenarios, by the things and the corruption that had went on here. And I thought of all the different people that they began to see the, the crime increase, the, all the things that would happen. And I, I really was gripped by what had taken place here in Marietta. And so I would weep over Marietta and I would cry over Marietta. And I didn't realize it at the time, but the Lord was laying Marietta on my heart because there's such a need for God to move here. And when this began to happen, I, I kind of dismissed it. And, and I remember I was just kind of thinking, I don't know how that would ever be. And one time, Jonathan, he actually came up to me. He sent me, actually, he sent me a text. And it was a text of a building. And he said, what if we ever, what if we ever decided to, to build a church in, in, uh, or have a church in Marietta? And it just, something broke in me. And I just began to weep. And I just began to cry. And I knew it was the Lord. And so the Lord just continually showed himself over and over. And I remember after that, I think I, I had contacted the pastoral staff. I may have even contacted Erica or something. I can't remember. And I was trying to get the logistics. They're like, how is this possible? Do you think it even is possible? Can this be something that we would do? Because if it's not, I don't want to do it. And I remember the different discussions that we had. I know I talked with Adam and I talked with different pastors on the pastoral staff. And I thought, this is a really large undertaking. Are we able and are we capable of doing so? 
And I remember as we met and as we talked, one of the things that happened was we began to talk about the potential of what God is doing and how He wanted to move here in Marietta and how He wanted to continually show Himself strong. And there was a prophetic word that came out, and it was many of the pastoral staff had this prophetic unction, and we all began to prophesy. And I'll never forget, it's recorded. And, and as we prophesied, there was such a revelation of what God wanted to do here, such a faith to be released. Now, why am I telling you that? Because when we understand what's in the heart of God and how God wants to create a city to be a dwelling place, then what happens is we begin to take on the burden for what God wants to do. And as we take on the burden for what God wants to do, we literally are, are yoking up with the Lord so that we can go ahead and plow the ground here. And as we plow the ground here, God's going to continually show Himself strong to us and show Himself true to us. But we, in, in part, have to come into a time of fasting and praying before the God of heaven. Fasting and praying before the God of heaven is how we are going to continually move forward with this. There's action that needs to take place, absolutely. There's going to be going out, absolutely. There's going to be canvassing the area, absolutely. There's going to be telling people about what we're doing, knocking on doors, absolutely. The old-fashioned way, absolutely. It's going to happen. But in the process, we got to understand is that God in His goodness has a heart for Marietta. Amen. Amen. God in His goodness has a heart for Marietta, and he wants to use those who are called into this to be a part of what he's doing here. And you may say, well, I don't feel like I'm called into ministry. You don't need to be called into a five-fold minister to be a part of ministry. You're a part of ministry right now. Just even being here, you're a part of ministry. And as you do this, then what takes place is you now are stepping into a place of, uh, of literally occupying what Jesus has called us to do. We're occupying in this time. Let's go ahead and go on over to Matthew. Matthew. Let's go to verse or chapter five. I'm only going to go about maybe 10, 15 more minutes just because we have to set back up here. But Matthew chapter 5 and verse 13 says, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to throw, be thrown out and trample underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under the basket, but on a lampstand and give, but put it on a lampstand. It gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light so shine before men. Now that's something that we want to understand. God wants to let His light so shine through His saints. Look at your neighbor and say, shine on. Shine on. <laughs> One of the things that happens is, 
God wants His church to get ready to really begin to carry His glory so that what happens is we are showing the love of God. And as we shine forth, what happens is it's a matter of people seeing and beholding the love of God. So how, what does that look like when we begin to pray for something, when we begin to believe for something? What does it look like when God begins to move in us? How does that happen? It happens by us being ready to give of ourselves and to love beyond what we were not normally capable of. But in the Spirit, we are well able. Amen? In the Spirit, we are well able. So what's going to happen here? We're going to love on and we are going to continually love those who need the love of God, even in the midst of the sin that they may be in. Because I don't know about you, but before I got saved, I was in gross sin. And because of Jesus, I'm now in a place of redemption. Praise the Lord. And I'll be in, I'll be in redemption until I get to be with Him. But what happens is this, is that we are going to love beyond our normal capacity. And we're going to begin to literally release the truth of His love and His goodness over this area. That they need to see the goodness of God and they need to see the purity of the word of truth. We, there needs to be a release of truth that's given here. Now there's a lot of, there's a lot of different, uh, different uh, things that are being preached right now here in this area. But there has to be truth that's given. We can give truth here. And as we give truth, we're going to continually let it be heard because we know that the Lord is well able. We know that the Lord is able. And so we're not going to hide what God is doing, but we're going to let it literally be shining into the city so that they will be able to see what the Lord wants to do. So as we move forward in this time, there is a grace that God has given for those who are called into this. And this grace is something that we are going to continually move on into. And I want to just explain to you some things because you may already know this, but what's going to happen is there's going to have to be a time as we grow in this and we may have to, it may grow even more. Obviously, we pray that it will. I believe it will. And as it grows, what's going to happen is there's going to be more people that's going to come in. We're going to welcome them in. We're going to help them and we're going to disciple them and we're going to encourage them. And we're going to let them be a part of what God is doing. And we're going to encourage them to be a part so that they can actually go out and help others. And as we do, what we're going to do is we're going to see more people come in. And a congregation of people who were not a people will become a people. And we at Waterford will love them because they are our brothers and sisters in Christ in Marietta. Amen. We're not, Waterford's not better than Marietta, and Marietta's not better than Waterford. We're doing this because the Lord has such great love for us all. Amen. So as that happens, there's going to be more people that's going to come in. We're going to have to have faith. We're going to have to believe God for a, a bigger, bigger space. I can tell you that right now. Well, our first night, we're already going to have to believe God for, our bigger, for a bigger space. And praise the Lord for that. And so as we do, we're believing God that not only will there be a bigger space, but there will be more souls disciples, people who will carry His presence, marriages that are families that are restored. That's what we're after. So as we do, the Lord's going to continually show Himself strong to us. And I will tell you, they have told us here that I, I've not been to the gymnasium. Have you been here before? I, I, I have not been to the gymnasium. Uh, I, I guess I take that back. I have, but not through this way. I don't know how to get to it. But anyways, they said that we can use the gymnasium or the pool free of charge for whatever outreach we'd want to do. I mean, that's the favor of God. 
So we're very excited for that. So we're going to use it. We may end up moving up to the gymnasium. I don't know because we're going to need some space. But as we do, one of the things that happens is that God is well able to do whatever he's, his, he sets in his heart to do as if he would just have a people who will believe him. Nehemiah would go on to say that he, he would pray. And let's just actually go back to that. Let's go back to Nehemiah. He would go on and he would pray and he would talk about how, how, um, how they would move forward and they would begin to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Folks, there's got to be a standard, a wall of righteousness that has to be rebuilt here in Marietta. And as we do, we're going to see Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 6. It says, So we built the wall and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height. For the people had a mind to work. For the people had a mind to work. As I said, we're going to establish a city, a city, a develop a city where we can plant, where we can grow, where we can enjoy the fruit of our labors. The fruit is the salvations, the sons and daughters. There are sons and daughters in this city that we've not even met yet. Sons and daughters of God, which are brothers and sisters in Christ to us that we've not even met yet. That's the exciting thing. We get to grow the family of God. But we've got to have a mind to work, to do the work that God's called us to. That requires faith on your part, faith on my part, faith on us all. And it requires sacrifice, but the sacrifice will reap an eternal reward. Why do we do this? For the eternal reward of Jesus. Amen. That He would be glorified, that He would be exalted, that He would be lifted up. Amen. Amen. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet. Thank you so much for being with us today in this service. Now listen, during this service, if you have been ministered to, there's something that happens when the Spirit of God begins to move upon a person. He begins to draw us unto Himself. And I want to tell you that today is a day of salvation. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or you've accepted Him at one point in time and your relationship is no longer where it needs to be, then I would ask you to simply repeat this prayer with me. As we pray, I just repeat it with me and let's believe God. He is so faithful and He is so true. Just pray this prayer with me. Just say, Jesus, I accept You as my Lord and as my Savior. I repent of my sins. I ask for Your forgiveness and Your blood to wash me clean. I walk away from my old life, and I walk into my new life. Thank you, Lord. I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, if you've prayed that prayer for the first time, or if you've rededicated, please comment, let us know. We got some material for you. We would love to absolutely get this into your hands so that it would help you and strengthen you in your walk with the Lord. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. listening to this podcast by the River Family Christian Center. If this message has blessed you and you would like to give financially or you would like more teachings from Senior Pastor Dean Wagner, please visit www.theriverfcc.com.